just like the world is concentrating on Atlanta this week because supposedly there's a big football game this coming Sunday, we're also concentrating on Atlanta this week, for, but for a much more important reason, to highlight the amazing Jewish community of Atlanta and uh, other Jewish communities in the southeast portion of the United States. And Rabbi Chaim Neidich is with us. He's executive director of the Jewish Student Union of Atlanta. He is the regional director of the Greater Atlanta NCSY region. It is the largest NCSY region in the entire global NCSY system. Rabbi Neidich, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate you uh, being with us. Uh, the last time we met was actually at an NCSY leadership conference, StaffCon, right? Remember Correct. that? Totally. And we had heard at that time from some of the people who saw us interact that you have been leading an amazing uh, region here down in greater Atlanta. Then when we got down here, we started studying some of the statistics that were given to us. You started with a handful of teens when you first reached this town, <laughs> and now you can proudly say that you're hovering in the three to 4,000 range when it comes to active teens in Atlanta's NCSY region. How did this happen? So that's actually an excellent question. I would say like this is that, um, for me at least, I never really anticipated or expected to get to be this big. <laughs> my, my goal is basically to take whoever Hashem puts in my way to give them the best experience possible, and I think through doing that again and again, we were able to really kind of build up, and it was pretty incredible. We also did some unique things uh, by going into the public schools and uh, running programs there. It's been, uh, it's been a pretty exciting journey. Um, what are some of those unique things that attract these kids to your programming? Because I'm sure there are many regional directors around the country <laughs> that would like to enjoy your success. So first off, I just want to say this. There are a lot of super talented people in NCSY. That's, that's true. We and, know that. That really is true. And, uh, you know, and again, uh, and I'm glad I can count myself among them. Right. So in terms of our programming, uh, you know, we had a unique thing here where I remember when I first started, we made this decision to go into the public schools because I was at a federation meeting. And at this federation meeting, they were trying to figure out uh, this community study. This is back in 2006. And during this 2006 community study, they basically made a list of all the kids in Atlanta. They got every single youth group, synagogue, the JCC to give camps, to give their numbers in. And what happened was they came up with 3,000 names. But when they eliminated the duplicates, there were less than 1,000 kids. So it was basically you're talking about like, you know, I think it was something like 10% of the Jewish kids in Atlanta were involved. So I said to myself, well, where are these kids? You know where they are? They're in public schools. If we go into their schools, we can find these kids. So we started basically going in. We met with a handful of kids. And slowly but surely, over the years, it's just kind of exploded. Is it a battle to get into a public school, or is it a smooth <laughs> operation here in Atlanta for a group like yours to get into a public school? So I think it started off being pretty challenging. I think a lot of people were afraid because during that time period, uh, you know, Atlanta was really, I would say, not as open to, uh, you know, it's a very Christian town. Uh, and uh, being Jewish was a, was a little bit of a challenge, and people are afraid it would cause anti-Semitism and things like that. Uh, but I would say the public school system has been fantastic to us. Wow. They've uh, really embraced us. Uh, I've spoken actually at nine public high school graduations. They've been big fans of ours. I sit on a committee uh, for Fulton County as part of their interfaith council to make sure that everything is uh, good for all religions. And um, I can tell you right now, the school system has been fantastic, and the people have just totally opened up to us. Uh, you know, to the point where right now you're talking about uh, not only do we get like, uh, you know, we're getting thousands of kids, but you're talking about the reform rabbis, conservative rabbis are all sending their kids to our programs because of just how amazing it is to go ahead in terms of what we're doing for these kids in the schools. Sometimes parents are somewhat resistant for their kids to enter a program like NCSY. Do you have very cooperative parents down here? 
Thank God. I think that, uh, you know, obviously initially there was some concern about it. But I think over time what happens is that people just see the product and you're like, you know what? Everyone else's kid is there and they're having an amazing time. I want my kid to have that. And uh, I think that's really, you know, uh, what works out great. And uh, we've seen some pretty incredible stories. I mean, we have teens who came from interfaith families now who are, you know, teachers in seminaries in Israel. So, uh, you know, kids who didn't identify as being Jewish initially, who are now there, you know, Rabbanim in Israel, uh, Rabbanim here in America, uh, you know, Rebetzins. It's pretty incredible to see what people have done. And you can relate to that because, frankly, you, you also had a challenging background when it came to, the, came to our tradition. Totally, totally. <laughs> I grew up totally unaffiliated. I got started in Judaism when I was 12. And uh, thank God it's been a whirlwind adventure. You know, have I your did, parents been cool with the whole thing? I'll tell you something. I think I have the greatest parents in the world. Wow. My parents really, you know, again, once they saw I was serious about this, I mean, please, they put me through, you know, Yeshiva High School. They put me through, you know, two years in Israel, five years base Medrash. Uh, they helped me uh, in my early days when I was traveling around the South for uh, almost a decade, you know, uh, you know, starting up small NCSY chapters and things like that. So uh, they've been big fans. Rabbi Chaim Neidich is with us. Now, not that you don't have enough on your plate. But the greater Atlanta region literally just mean greater Atlanta? Like the, the neighborhoods that we've visited in Atlanta is your region. You're not Jacksonville. You're not North Florida. You're not Alabama and Tennessee. This is what you're doing. Correct. So what happened was this, that it used to be our southern regional director. And then as Atlanta kind of exploded and went from like, you know, you're talking about a handful of kids to... Oh, so what I remember is the southern region really did include a lot of what I just said. Correct. In the correct, old days. Correct. I actually was, I used to travel, uh, you know, again, 26 weeks a year visiting all those different cities. Right. And then uh, what happened was is that when Atlanta exploded, it just didn't make sense anymore because I could go ahead and drive 30 minutes and see, you know, 10 times as many kids, right. you know, that I could see basically by traveling. Pretty amazing. Um, Rabbi Chaim Neidish is with us. We're talking about NCSY. Now, I would guess when you're in the business now of servicing three to 4,000 kids, you need staff. Correct. You need people that are committed to the same causes that you're committed to. Do you find advisors, uh, counselors, those who are ready to run these types of programs, who are ready to come move to Atlanta and work with the people that, and work with the kids so that uh, you, know, you could advance this cause? So I'd say this is actually pretty interesting. I would say that uh, in 2009, when the economy crashed, I ended up basically uh, going solo for many years. And uh, it it was pretty remarkable because basically it was during that time period we saw our greatest growth. We had a chance to reinvent ourselves. We had a chance to basically go ahead and think outside the box because we had to figure out a way to be successful without the typical things that makes NCSY successful. Uh, recently, actually last year, I think you had one of my superstars on, Rabbi Jake. The guy's sure. a super talent, used to be, uh, you know, the acting uh, Jewish principal of uh, the Atlanta Jewish Academy. I hired right. him to join me full time. Guy's fantastic. And, uh, and then we found over time different people. It's about finding people who have talents and are willing to either volunteer or commit in different areas. But, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been interesting with our staff. The stats claim that you run over 300 programs a year. Yes. Does that include Shabbatonim and the daily or as many as you can per week, the, you know, sessions of learning? Um, and I assume other fun events as well for the kids, right, to incorporate them into the program. Totally. So we're in public schools, usually before school, during lunch and after school. And then uh, after school, we usually run, um, you know, later in the evening, we run events at Starbucks around Atlanta. Uh, on Shabbos, we're actually, uh, you know, we actually have a weekly Shabbos show at Beth Jacob. We have Shabbos lunches. We've got, uh, you know, Motsi Shabbos programming. We have Shabbatonim. We have a ski trip coming up. And in the summertime, we actually run an Israel trip. How many kids go on the Israel trip? So the Israel trip, last summer, we piloted uh, NCSY's first ever JSU summer program. 
Uh, and we we heard about this from somewhere. I don't remember where, but we heard that this was a groundbreaking uh, activity. Totally, totally. And because um, others, I think, want to duplicate it now, right? Or are thinking uh, about duplicating it. Oh, everyone's it? trying to duplicate right. it now. So um, yeah. So uh, and not like that. I think they changed. They rebranded a lot of programs based on our success. Uh, JSU, the Jewish Student Union, is our program in public schools, and um, it just kind of like it was incredible. We had thirty kids, and I'll tell you one thing that was pretty remarkable to me is that um, the kids were from you know really many of them were really unaffiliated backgrounds. We had this one girl, Maya, from an interfaith family, and. Um, we got to Israel, you know, one night she said to me, she said, like, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. She's like, you know, I'm just so sad because I never had a bas mitzvah. So I'm like, well, Maya, we're going to have your bas mitzvah right here. So when we got to the Kotel, you know, I, I said, Maya, we're going to have your bas mitzvah there. During that time period, there were four other kids on the trip who also wanted to have their bar and mitzvah. So we had five bar and mitzvah celebrations out of 30 kids at the Kotel. And what happened was Maya got up to speak. And when she got up to speak, she started crying because she said, you know, when she was 12 years old, you know, all of her friends had, you know, the, you know, you know, you know, their, their bas mitzvahs, and when she turned thirteen, her friends had their bar mitzvahs, and she went to everyone else's celebrations, but you know, she figured that like by the time she was fourteen, fifteen, she entered high school, it would never happen for her, and uh, and she was crying. She's like, she can't believe she's sitting here in the holiest place in the world, you know, finally having her bas mitzvah at the age of eighteen years old. Well, things incredible. I, I think the most impressive um, accomplishment, and and you've had many, as we've discussed in this conversation is that you're in public school morning, noon, and night. And I say that because I come from an area where I know what the resistance was among public school personnel to clubs and groups like this. And even today, I think in the New York, New Jersey area, you probably hear about it from your colleagues. There's still a lot of challenges, and to have them in for more than once per day is really a challenge. That's really a great accomplishment. We're actually in different schools every single time. We have kids from 108 different schools here in Atlanta that participate in our programs. So we're not in all of them. (laughs) I get it, but but still a remarkable number. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, And, uh, and, We've been focused on this trip, as you know, not only in Atlanta, but the entire Southeast region. Can I assume, and I hope I can, that, that the Southeast region outside of Atlanta, you've seen growth in the NCSY chapters and regions in those areas as well? Totally. It's been tremendous. Yeah, I'd say the South is really... Because it, it was somewhat of a drought decades ago, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's really turned itself around. I see a lot of these communities are getting young families, you know, from New York moving in. It's uh, it's pretty incredible to see. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. I mean, we saw this at StaffCon and, and many other uh, venues with NCSY. There's a lot of talent out there. Colleagues of yours, uh, both men and women, are very committed uh, in different cities in the United States to really get this job done and to increase the numbers. I know it's not all about numbers, but you know that numbers does indicate success in many cases. So Totally. A pleasure to see you again and continued Hatzlacha. This is really one of the great accomplishments of NCSY, and I'm sure you take great pride in it. I totally do. Rabbi Chaim Neidich, thanks for welcoming us to Atlanta. Thank you. Much appreciated. More coming up. This is JM and the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast.